This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 481. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I'm joined today by special guest co-host, Matt Landfair of Primary and Secondary. Hello, sir. Hi. How's it going? Doing great. Uh, we've been working on getting this put together for a time. Yes. You know, having you on the podcast. I think we had you even temp- like like tentatively scheduled. Actually, I think we a had you scheduled times. for a date. And then yeah, a couple had, times. You had work stuff come up. Which Funny how that works. Sometimes happens when you're in law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. We finally have you. And we're going to have a great show today. Guys, uh, today's honorary show sponsor is Primary and Secondary, of course. So you should all head on over to primaryandsecondary.com. And uh, learn more about primary and secondary. If this is your first exposure, well, I hope that it will not be your last and that you'll enjoy much great info and content over at, at uh, primary and secondary. And uh, also, uh, when's the last time you all have been on the main concealedcarry.com website? All right. We have a ton of information and resources on there. In fact, we just did a big update to our to a business directory. And so if you don't know, if you go to concealedcarry.com, we have a business directory. I think it's labeled biz directory. And you can search by all kinds of different firearms related businesses. So if you're looking for a range, if you're looking for ammo, firearms, a gunsmith, that kind of stuff, that's where you'll find a very comprehensive directory of businesses. And also, if you're looking for gun-free zones, you want to avoid certain places, whether that's a, I don't want to give them money decision, or if it's a personal or legal decision, well, we have an ever-growing repository of gun-free zones listed on the gun biz directory part of the website. So I hope you guys will check that out. So, again, here we are with Matt Landfair, Mr. Primary and Secondary. Uh, Where should we begin? I think we should begin with, tell us about the birth of Primary and Secondary. Where did this come from? And what is Primary and Secondary? Because some people probably hear it. Yeah. Like, ah, what? Okay, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll start with how it all started. And it started with a lot of frustration. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so much frustration. Uh, forums, the, the the forums that I enjoyed, that I used professionally. So my background, I've been a cop for 20-something years, started in corrections, working in corrections. I met a lot of, see, if I say good people, people are going to be offended by that. But there are a lot of people there that just made mistakes. And that really paved my way in law enforcement to figure out not everyone I'm going to be dealing with is, is a is a horrible criminal person. A lot of people make this makes make mistakes. And that's basically been my, my perspective in law enforcement. So I've been doing the cop thing, been doing patrol since, I don't know how long it's been, uh, 2003. So been doing the cop thing for, for a long time, been a firearms instructor in law enforcement since I think Oh four. And so I'm constantly seeking better information, constantly seeking better ways of doing things. And where I am, I'm in Northern Utah. Unfortunately, a lot of the information, a lot of the agencies, a lot of the, the, the training out here is kind of kept in a bubble and yeah. it's all, it's, it's pretty much in-house and not very many people seek to leave this bubble. Now, if you know anything about Utah and I love living in Utah, I've been out here since 97. I, I, I poke at people that are residents of Utah because Utah is a bubble. And it's its own little thing, and not very many people leave this bubble. Same for law enforcement training, unfortunately. So I, I'm a, a fairly new officer looking to get some great information out to teach officers. And the, the the resources that are provided to me are kind of outdated based on when I'm comparing notes with other officers outside of our bubble. So I'm constantly looking for good information. And one of my favorite forums, Lightfighter, lightfighter.net wonderful source of information. I met a lot of 
my mentors, Pat Rogers being one of them, Pat Rogers, mm -hmm. wonderful guy. Pat Rogers was a big inspiration for the way I run primary and secondary. I've hosted him. I've traded with him. He passed uh, uh, several years back, but his, his memory and his, uh, his spirit uh, lives on in kind of my mindset with how I, how I uh, run primary and secondary. So Pat Rogers was a big influence and I would attend his classes and I'd come back and I'd share some of this great information that I learned, share it with officers. And for the most part, it was, it was like, oh yeah, that's great. Okay, whatever. A couple guys absolutely embraced it and said, yeah, this is great stuff. This is, this changes the way we can do things. This improves, this raises our bar. And so, yeah, Light Fighter was a, a wonderful resource to get these connections. So I'm constantly seeking betterment, constantly seeking ways to do things better, more efficiently, upgrade our, our training. Light Fighter starts to die down. Uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I looked up to uh, started to, they, they kind of went elsewhere. A lot of people went to Facebook, but there was no organization on Facebook. I, I joined several Facebook gun groups, which were very scattered in their purpose, in their per in the, in the in their goals, in the direction they were going. So we could join some random gun group, and it will, we'll talk about everything from hunting lions in Africa to purse carry of a of a derringer at Walmart. It's it's difficult to navigate. It's difficult <clears throat> to determine where the good information is. So I'm in all these gun groups, and I'm just kind of tired of reading information that has there's no there are no standards and there's no one making sure that there are standards so i said you know what i'm going to make my own thing i already had a good network of uh professional instructors gun industry law enforcement military types uh competition shooters and uh very serious uh gun carriers who were not military law enforcement so i said hey let's all gather together and start this thing. And I was trying to think of a, a cool name for it. And I couldn't think of anything. And then I realized, well, what, how about just primary and secondary primary being our rifle, secondary being our handgun. And it's kind of, you can't really tell what it is on the surface. It's kind of a, unless you look at our banner and then clearly there are guns involved, right. but uh, the name itself is just kind of generic. As a matter of fact, if you look it up, there's a primary and secondary colors, primary and secondary schools. So yeah, we, we get some interesting questions on some of our, uh, Facebook stuff and websites when people clearly don't know, they haven't noticed the, the banners or, or the content being shared. So a bunch of us started getting together on, on my, my Facebook group and we were sharing information. We were sharing our learned, our, our, our lessons learned, the things that we found to be best. And we established some standards. Okay. You know what? If you're going to, if you're going to reply, explain your post, explain your position, because this is an opportunity for everyone to, to learn something. I can go on Google and find out the answer. I can find out what on Google, but I'd rather know why. So if you just post, yes, Walther's the best pistol ever. Okay, great. Why is it best? Because your input, no matter your skill level, you don't need to be some commando, delta, whatever seal to give good information. You can be a brand new, brand new user and provide some wonderful, and you can provide the secrets of the universe for some people, <laughs> as long as you're providing why. Also, doing this provides an opportunity for us to have a real discussion. We can find out what your actual insights are. And this is also kind of a litmus, because those of us who have been around this for a little while, when people provide their explanations, we can quickly determine this guy's full of it. Or this guy's right on. I've I've experienced this, and let me help you because the whole goal of this is we want we want to help everyone. I want to be able to be a, a, a conduit to help everyone be better in their training or their mindset or or you name it. So if we're comparing notes, if we're being honest, and that's it comes right down to it, being honest with yourself and honest with others you interact with. This is a wonderful opportunity for all of us to grow. Um, if we get into a debate, if we disagree. That doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean you hate me. That means this is an opportunity for both of us to consider each other's perspectives and potentially learn from them. If I, if I put away my ego and listen to someone that I disagree with and all of a sudden realize I'm wrong, guess what? I just improved. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to get like-minded people together who are going to be honest. You aren't, they don't need to make, make things up. They don't need to, uh, they don't need to uh, exaggerate their experience. Just be honest. 
and then we can all grow together. And it's what's the what's the term with the uh, rising tide raises all ships or something along that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The rising like tide that. raises raises all ships. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, close enough. We'll, we'll find out when when this goes offline. <laughs> People will comment. Um, so if if all of us are getting better. What an awesome opportunity. And then we can bring in friends. We can bring in relatives. And this is a place it can it can be for those that don't understand our, and I'm going to call it culture, the culture of explaining yourself and just being honest. People may find this to be a little abrasive. And I, and I can see that. But what an awesome opportunity to bring people in and go, Hey, this guy was actually involved in, in the, in the, in what you're looking at. This guy was in X amount of shootings. We had Jared Reston. Jared Reston was Mm -hmm. wonderful example of someone who's he's been shot up and, and was able to finish the fight and win the fight. We have all these types of people, Bill Blowers, Scott Jedlinski, Chuck Pressburg, Reston, uh, and uh, uh, Riley is is part of our, our, I'm going to call them staff. Oh, Um, thank you. I've been promoted. Yeah. Well, the best part is though, if you've been around us for any period of time, you will quickly, you'll quickly see we're all friends and we all appreciate each other's input. We don't always agree. We disagree, but the best part about those disagreements is it's, it's okay because it is possible for both of us to see something from different perspectives and we're both right. It's just based on our application, our experience and all that other good stuff. So Basically, it started as a Facebook group, primary and secondary did. And then I determined, you know what? We need something offline, off Facebook. And so in 2015, I started a, a website and a forum. I, I was kind of worried I didn't want to have all all my, all these wonderful networking opportunities on Facebook because Facebook is not under my control. And that can be pulled right. Hey, what do you know? That's what we're experiencing right now. It can be pulled right from under us in a heartbeat. And we're playing by their rules. So I thought, you know what? We need to have some kind of a backup. We'll have a forum where we can we can meet. We can have long-term discussions. The thing that I've learned about forums versus Facebook or social media in general, on social media, when people post or people reply, it's just kind of, it's, it's a vomited out. Whereas an old school forum, it's the posts and replies are more crafted. People think about them more. And they seem to think, um, or they seem to put a little bit more emph- emphasis and more effort into them. So, uh, yeah, being able to provide these, all these resources have been awesome. And then from there, so we had the website in 16, we started a, a podcast. Um, we have regular, our regular panelists are guests on other podcasts. Riley is on fairly frequently, yep. especially recently. Yep. Um, we have all these guests and we all get along wonderfully. And the atmosphere is, it's just so much fun. And, and, and if you listen to our super old ones, we had no purpose or no, I won't say purpose. We had a purpose. We didn't have a direction <laughs> and there were long pauses. The audio was horrible, but if you listen to them and, and if you're patient, there are nuggets of awesome information in there, but truly what it is, is it's friends getting together, comparing notes, sharing stories. And then a couple of years ago, we changed up the format where now we're more focused. We talk about a, we have at least a general topic. Stories still yeah. occur. We still go on tangents, but the whole experience has just been, it's genuinely it has been so much fun because training mindset, firearms, all this kind of stuff. These are my passions. Being able to provide good information to people that want it. That is a passion of mine. And if, if no one's maintaining any standards, how do the people that don't know any better navigate and figure out which direction to go? Yeah. You know, I, I kind of liken it to, you know, what you've created in primary and secondary to kind of like the old Greeks, you know, with uh, the Socratic method, for instance, you know, yes. which is, which was a, a form of like, it's kind of like arguing, you know, points and issues, asking questions. Right. And, and this this ongoing sort of debate like atmosphere to all together learn and uh, uh, you know make each other better in our understanding. Um, it's something that definitely is lacking in today's society. Uh, you know where it's 
just information overload from all kinds of different places. And especially talking about, I don't know, this, this industry, this community of firearms and firearms carriers, uh, you, you don't always know where that information is coming from. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what those people know or what their experience level is. And, you know, we've seen the rise of influencers that have a great deal of reach and influence. I mean, hence the name influencer, but maybe don't necessarily, they're, they're not, not, they're not always, in fact, quite often, they're not the very, they're not the most experienced people in the room. And it's not that they don't have stuff to offer, but you definitely find a lot of people kind of not staying within their lanes. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And, and again, like to your point, it, you can have people that in, in a community like this that maybe aren't the most experienced, but are thoughtful, mm-hmm. ask good questions and bring a good counterpoint, you know, and, and, and something to back up their reasoning. And again, in today's culture, just generally speaking, people are really lazy in their communication, in having discussions with one another. Well, this is my opinion. Well, this is my opinion. Well, I don't like your opinion. And then it becomes a quick to be offended, an attack on each other, not, not actually having a discussion or discourse. You know, I'm, I'm accused of that frequently. And, uh, and I, I I have some excuses I could give, but I'm not going to bother. Um, in reality, you know what? I'm just going to provide, you know what? This, this is what I found. This is what it is. I, I'm, I'm happy to talk with you about it, but th- these are the things that I found. These are the, these are the issues that I'm finding with the, uh, with the uh, information you're providing. Unfortunately, people are emotionally attached to positions. I personally am. Absolutely. I'm attached to things emotionally. Mm. Um, but it, it seems like that's been a huge drive. One thing that we learned early on is just because you are or were military, just because you are or were law enforcement, doesn't mean you have all the answers. I'm a perfect example of that. I, oh no, I don't have all the answers. I'm I'm sure looking for them, and I will be more than and and also in a in a discussion if someone brings something up that I don't I I know for a fact I don't have the answers for. You know what? I'm not even going to bother because. there's no reason for me to keep on talking if I don't, if if I can't help. But yeah, that, uh, that emotional attachment, um, uh, the immediate offense, if someone brings up something that's contrary, I think, I think if people took a step back and, and and realized what was going on, I think they, I would hope they would be less easily triggered. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you there. And to your point, like we all have our own biases. Uh, we've got things we're emotionally connected to, but, uh, and I think that's acceptable. That's fine. That, that's, that's normal. We have to recognize that. But we also have to recognize where our bias lies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what helps, I think, break through barriers of bias are when we can actually have productive discourse between people, right? So going back in my history, I was, I was pretty heavy into, to debate way back in the day and in high school, especially a little bit of college, but, um, and so of course the whole point of debate was here's a topic, here's a point right now, argue it. You're on this side, you're on that side. And it forced you to come up with supporting arguments for your position. And that was a great mental exercise to, try to think your way through these things and try to see things from, from all sides. And again, like so often in online interactions in these, in these days, it's very little thought given to positions. It's just, I know what I know. And by golly, that that's my opinion. And you can take it or leave it. So that just doesn't really get us anywhere. No. And what's especially fun with that is when the person sticks around long enough, they don't leave block or whatever. Um, if they stick around for the conversation long enough yep. and they're holding this position, when we dissect their position and determine, and they're admitting, and, they, and we're talking about this freely, openly, and honestly, yep. you know what? This was all just rumor that 
that I've, I've, I've relied on for 20 years. I was taught this back X amount of years ago, and it's since been disproven. And for people to actually admit that is, is amazing because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity for growth. That's a win. You, it's a win for everyone. Well, and, and, and you take guys like you or Chuck or Steve or Bill, um, you, you don't get to where you are in your career and with your ex- level of experience and knowledge um, without having an open mind to things, right? And being able to take information that's presented, find ways of testing or validating it in your own, whether it's in your training or in practice. And then you, you got to look at that and go, yeah, actually that works or no, this doesn't work. Or maybe this piece works, but this other piece doesn't, you know, and, and, and it's all about this process of, of taking stuff in, evaluating it, discarding what's, what's not good. I, I, isn't there like a Bruce Lee quote, something like that? Take in, take what's, um, what's useful and discard what's not or something. something that, that reminds me of, of an old Bruce Lee quote. It's been a long, been a while since I heard that one, but anyway, um, the point is, is again, you don't get to that place of understanding and experience. If you haven't been open to discovery along the way, because if you stay really locked into the status quo, well, that's just, that's just going to be the status quo and you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. You're never going to discover new things. If all you ever have had in your entire life is vanilla ice cream and you claim that is the best ever. Yep. How can that be an accurate statement? If you haven't tried other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. Little sidebar here. One of my daughters, when she was a few years younger, she, uh, <laughs> It was like the day before Thanksgiving one year, this is a couple of years ago. And I don't even remember what we did that day, but you know, the festivities of just getting ready for Thanksgiving and everything, kids are out of school. We were playing games or whatever. And all of a sudden she, I don't know, or proclaims, this is the best day ever. Well, the next day was Thanksgiving. And so it's like, so what does that make tomorrow? She's like the day after and you know she's this young i think she was probably four or five years old at the time and uh uh i I think back to that like that's kind of how life is sometimes like you think nothing you know this nothing can get better than than this is right now whether that's talking about equipment this is it yeah training what i currently know and understand my current level of skill and performance like uh, i just can't get better than this that is a that's a loser's attitude, frankly. That's stagnation. Yep. yep. Um, and I think that's that might be the secret of our success, and including uh, those that are that actively participate in our primary and secondary. We are perpetual students. We yep. do not stop seeking what's best. We do not stop seeking betterment, training, better ways of doing things. I've been through. I've been through Darcy X amount of times at counterterrorism school. I've been through with Pat Rogers X amount of times, but you know what? These are awesome classes. I'm not going to stop. Um, firearms. Hell, I have a large firearm collection because I'm always seeking to learn more. Even, even some old stuff. I bought an Enfield number one, Mark two or number two, Mark one, or one of those. It's a, a 3820 or 38200 world war two, really cool revolver. It's kind of like a Webley. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. that sp- specifically to learn more about it and to understand it with my carry stuff. I'm always looking at better ways of doing things because I'm not going to go, well, this Glock 19 is the best ever. And I don't need to get anything beyond this personally for me, not even close, Mm -hmm. not even close, but it it takes some honesty. It takes some self-actualization. You need to be realistic with yourself and recognize, um, well, first off, you have to recognize you might have you might not have all the answers, but um, you need to be constantly seeking betterment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit more about, um, like, what what are some examples of the type of people that could be found at primary and secondary? I mean, you touched on a few things and a few examples here and there, but 
I mean, kind of give us maybe a few examples. You can be as specific or non-specific as yep. you want. Yep. Um, without naming names, retired Delta people, we mm-hmm. have fairly new concealed carry people. Mm-hmm. We have veteran law enforcement. We have firefighters. No one likes firefighters. <laughs> um, we have we have the entire scale. We have everything. Competitive shooters. What, what was that? Competitive shooters. Absolutely, competitive shooters. Mm-hmm. You name it. We have the demographic, and what ties us all together is the fact that we're we're all seeking uh, not necessarily a holy grail because the holy grail means that's it and we stop, but we're 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 constantly seeking. Again, betterment. Um, one thing that was really interesting to learn early on when we got all of these different types of people together and large quantities of them together, when we all come together from different backgrounds, different experience, different areas in the country or even of the world, when we compare notes, a lot of these notes are very similar. They're not necessarily always going to be the same, but there's there are some huge similarities. And when we compare these similarities, well, to me, that's that's what we in law enforcement call a clue. So if you have heavy-duty military dude and fairly new concealed carry guy, and they they compare notes and go, yeah, that's I, I found this too. You know what? This is this is a point that we need to pay attention to. And there are more commonalities with what works than not. Yeah. So I I, I think. It's 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 to it's it's to our benefit that we have every single area, every demographic possible, every level of experience, every possible um, profession that participates. Yeah, because it's and this primary and secondary is not about high speed law enforcement, whatever. I'm not a SWAT guy. Never have been a SWAT guy. I was a school resource officer. I'm currently uh, I. I oversee uh, a patrol division at my agency uh, as a sergeant, but every single one of these, these, even we have a plumber who is an awesome shot and awesome instructor. It, it, it takes all types to do this right. And it takes all types for us to compare notes and for all of us to improve yeah. the plumber being Mark Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's great. And and you're right. He is uh, he is a phenomenal shooter and an instructor. Yeah, great great instructor. Uh, speaking of instructors or, and getting training and so forth, uh, last year you held your first ever uh, primary and secondary training summit. Yes, and you have uh, another one coming up this year. Yes, so, September. I want to say it's fourth, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Of course, as we discuss this, I'm pulling it up as fast as I can. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not in. Dallas or Texas, where I actually do have internet. Um, yeah, 4th, 5th, and 6th of September. Basically, we have an all-star cast of instructors, including Riley. Um, oh, thank you. It's Chad Albrecht, Bill Blowers, Durabolke, Mark Freeborn, Chuck Haggard, Scott Jedlinski, Matt Little, uh, hopefully Mike Mahalski again from Sons of Liberty, Chuck Pressburg, Jared Reston, Mark Smith, again, Riley, um, and a couple others that are uh, that are going to be added. I think we might even have some Walther Defense Division representatives there. We already have two right. there, but yeah. with, I have some uh, additional involvement with Walther now, and I'm really impressed with their def- Defense Division because they just have some awesome instructors. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it is a um, buffet of training. You sign up, you sign up for individual classes, and you, there all these classes are in four-hour blocks over three days, and you have an opportunity to get a couple really good tidbits because typically if you go to a two day course, you get some really, really good. You, uh, for many people, it's drinking from the fire, from a fire hose. And it's difficult to remember all these, these, all these great tidbits. Well, breaking them up into four hour blocks, I'm hoping people get a couple tidbits that they can remember. They can apply, they they can apply, they can use, they can also take back any of this information that they learned, uh, introduce it to whoever they want to. This also gives them an opportunity to get a taste for the instructor's style and their material to see if they want to host them or go back to their class at a later time. So it's, it's a great yeah. time. Great, great people. Uh, and this is going to be in Logan, Utah. Um, Which is yeah. a great location. It, it is. It is. But the I mean, people involved are it, the weather. The weather's nice, right? It you is. Know, and it's a great range that, uh, that you've got set up for this. And 
uh, I enjoyed my my time there this last this well the first time this last year. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Like you said, a buffet of training. It is. It is. And everyone involved, are, they're, they're all just wonderful people, genuinely. Mm-hmm. And these are all people that I want to part- I, I, not, not participate. I want to associate with. These are people I want to hang out with. And you may find um, in between classes, some of the instructors might jump into one of the other uh, blocks and act as a student. A lot of hanging out, a lot of everyone, everyone really, it's, it's, it's like a family reunion. <laughs> And that's kind of what the the core of primary and secondary is when we all get together. It's it's kind of like a family reunion because these are just such wonderful people, and they they're all of these people have the same purpose, and they want to pass on the best possible information. And they're also perpetual students trying to ste- seek the best possible information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, again, September fourth, fifth, and sixth, twenty twenty one. Folks can sign up and find information on primaryandsecondary.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a link on there for the training summit. Um, yeah. You know, again, I enjoyed my time very much last year. Looking forward to being a part of it again this year. Uh, September is going to be a busy, busy month for me. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think just about every weekend I've, I have some kind of training event somewhere. Cool. <laughs> that I'm going to be, <laughs> but uh, we'll be kicking it off the month of September at uh, the primary and secondary one. So Labor Day weekend, in case people didn't put yeah. two and two together. Uh, so Save your ammo now. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Save your ammo. Uh, budget, set things aside. You know, I just found some at the, the range here. I didn't buy any, uh, although I thought about it, but found some here locally. Just uh, today, a thousand rounds of two 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 twenty three, just your standard uh, one ninety three fifty five grain, thousand dollars for thousand rounds. Wow! <laughs> it's like, well, if I get desperate, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of sad that we're in that position, uh, and this is a topic that we on primary and secondary have discussed in the past. Number one, stuff like this is going to happen. We already know it. We've seen this already happen. So have your and this is and this is going to be preaching to the choir to some and this is going to be well duh to <laughs> others already have your stockpile don't have your one box of ammo and think there's always going to be ammo available uh also have potential b plans so i have a lot of 545 by 39 and 762 by 39 and several ak's that can be rotated in as necessary so i'm not using my primary because i'm a big ar15 guy Yep. But I don't want to be using my 5.56 stash. And it is cases of ammo, but still, I don't know when we're going to have this lit up and we can have ammo freely flow from the faucets again. <laughs> so, ha- yeah, as a matter of fact, if I take any carbine courses this year, I'm planning on it, it will be with an AK. And I'm typically an AR guy again, but having these alternative opportunities, alternative uh, ammo opportunities... <laughs> To uh, well, number one, to, to learn a, a weapon system a little better, but also to make sure you still get these trigger presses. It's yep. it's beneficial. It's true. It's true. Uh, I say it probably more often than I should. Probably is a little bit overused, but shooting is shooting. So yeah, you know, if you're an AR guy and that's primarily what you what you use or focus on, but things are getting a little tight on that side of the equation, pick up the AK, you're going to get some good reps on a different weapon, you know, system, platform, whatever. And still all the same fundamentals of shooting apply, right? Yeah. yeah. Put gun on target, hold sights there, press trigger without moving stuff and yeah. get better at it. That's the secret. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, awesome, man. So, Speaking of, you know, kind of training and instructors and, and, and being a good student and all that, but how, how can one, so some, let's say somebody's watching this or listening to this podcast here today and they're, they're, they're looking at their ammo situation going, I don't have a lot right mm-hmm. now. I don't have a lot that I can budget this year, but it is, I mean, it goes without saying that training is important. Like we should make it a priority because these are perishable skills that we, that we deal with. Yeah. Um, how does one, do you think, maximize that training, maximize their resources, 
uh, choose the best courses, the best instructors, the best training for them. Right. And also at the same time is able, you know, like what are maybe some things you've discovered in your own experience as far as sort of vetting instructors and courses? Yeah. Wonderful question. So going back 20 years, 20 years ago, I would have bought a case of ammo and I would have been completely happy with dumping it all into the side of a mountain and Hey, yeah, practice. There was no <laughs> purpose to us. Yep. Step number one with anything that you're doing, have a purpose. Otherwise you're wasting your time. You're wasting your resources, especially when ammunition is so scarce. Don't be wasting those resources. Um, dry fire is a thing. Dry fire is immensely uh, helpful and beneficial. If you happen to be a red dot person, dry fire is going to be even better. And I'm sure you talk about dry or dry fire and red dots all the yeah. time. Um, again, yeah. People from different backgrounds coming to similar conclusions. <laughs> what are the odds? Um, so dry fire. There are a couple tools that, that are helpful. Um, there are some that are a little bit more gimmicky personally with a, with my carry pistol. Dry fire is all I need. I don't need ammunition. I don't even need to have a trigger reset every time I press the trigger. Purely drawing and present and doing my presentation. That is good practice. Presenting the uh, being on target and pressing the trigger and doing doing the entire follow through. That is good practice, and it doesn't cost any money. It doesn't cost any ammo, and and there are a lot of really good resources online that can walk you through how to do dry fire more effectively. Um, if you happen to be a Glock, a Glock person, and I have no Glocks in front of me, hmm. <laughs> I have a double single and a couple strikers, but uh, uh, with, if you're one of those people that you want to keep on getting these, these trigger presses, if you take a little tiny piece of cardboard or paper and fold it a couple times and put it here, I'm going to, I'm going to use a Walther for this demonstration. We are unloaded too. <laughs> Some, someone always on the internet is upset when you do this. Okay. So BBQ. <laughs> take that little piece of cardboard and put it yep, wrong way, put it right about there, close up the trigger or close up the slide. And then you can continue to actuate the trigger with a Glock. It's a quick, it's a quick little easy uh, uh, solution. And the reason I'm specifically saying Glock is it's one of the widest used guns. So yep. if you're using a double single, Man, talk about an awesome opportunity. So here's a CZ SPO1 tack. Yeah. Empty, empty. And every time I press the trigger, well, we're going to decock it. Every time I press the trigger, I have actu yep. actuation of the trigger. And it's great practice. And it makes your fingers so strong. <laughs> so dry fire practice is wonderful and dry fire doesn't necessarily mean you're always pressing the trigger. It, it also means that you're, it just means you're not using ammunition and it can mean that you're just drawing from your holster, whether you're drawing from appendix or a duty rig or whatever, it's all very beneficial. When you go, when you're seeking, no, when you're going to the range, let's, 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 let's not even get to classes yet. When you're going to the range, have a purpose, figure out what drills you want to do. Are you going to do a fast drill? Are you going to do a 10, 10, 10 drill? What are you going to do? Don't just go to the go to the range, have a couple boxes, throw up a target, and just shoot all over. Have a purpose. Know what you're going to do ahead of time. The worst thing you possibly can do. Well, it's not the worst. There are worse things. One of the worst things you can do <laughs> is just go to the range and just shoot for the hell of it. And sure, yes, it is fun, but is it going to be beneficial to you? And again, with this ammo shortage, is that in the best? Is that in your best interest? So what I've done. Now going now we're 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 going on to finding a class. Um 2006, 2007-ish, uh, going back to Light Fighter. I was aware Light Fighter had a lot of professionals. I was aware Light Fighter maintained some very good standards for information. So I was comfortable that I could go there and read people's input, and I knew if someone said anything out of line, it would be called out immediately. We do that at primary and secondary. So I read all these after action reports. After action reports, AARs, basically with a with training. Sometimes the instructor, sometimes a student will write up 
basically a course overview of this is this is what occurred this was the weather this what this is what we did this was the outcome after action reports are wonderful when it comes to determining whether you want to go to a class or not so i read all these after action reports and i kept on going back to darcy direct action resource center after action reports and even more so pat rogers eag tactical and it got to the point where i was starting to learn from these after action reports. And these after action reports were providing so much good information that I was actually learning from something. So that to me said, hey, I gotta go take a class from this person. This is this is too good. So I hosted Pat, I hosted him several years in a row and learned so much. And I quickly determined this is wonderful, but I can't completely just invest in one instructor. I need to spread this out and learn from other instructors and see different ways of doing things. And I continued doing uh, reading after action reports and determined, yeah, Pat Mack, that is, I've read good after action reports. I like his presentation. I like what he has to say. I'm going to go to that class. Great class. Darcy. Okay. Finally had an opportunity to go to Darcy. Went to it. Amazing class. I got to the point where I was active enough in the training scene that I, I got some good networking. I also got in good with the instructors themselves where I can kind of ping them and ask their opinions of things. And then I had this network that I could use at the time was light fighter to say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? Hey, what, what are your, what's, what's your input on this instructor? What's your input on this, this course? Does this course even apply to me? Do I need to have underwater hostage rescue? No. Okay. I'm not going to take that class. <laughs> sure. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was, there was a gradual progression. So it started with reading all these after action reports and then taking a class and then networking with the students and networking with the instructors and then using that network to further my development and further my direction. And that greatly widened my, um, my, my network. And that's, Kind of also how primary and secondary started because I already had this super wide network. Well, let's throw us all together so we can help others make these same same um, decisions even easier. Um, one of the big one of the big benefits also with primary and secondary is a lot of us have been there and done that. We can help you save money by not wasting <laughs> your money on dumb things or mm -hmm. dumb training. And yes, it is possible to have dumb training, and there are instructors out there that probably shouldn't be teaching. Yep. That's where this whole network comes in. And so that's essentially, and a long way around it is yeah, the, the, the whole network end, ends up being the, 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 the means of finding good instructors. Primary and secondary is how I found Mark Smith. It's how I found Mar Matt Little. Um, and it's cool because some of these guys, when they post you listen to it with an open mind. You read their, you watch their videos, you listen to what they say, you read their, their posts and you go, I like what this guy says. This is similar to my findings. His spin on this. I like even better. I want to try this for myself. I try it. This works. This is great. I want to learn more from this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, John Dufresne, wonderful instructor. He is another guy that I, I learned about through primary and secondary. And I found out that he was being hosted nearby a couple years ago attended the class and was absolutely fantastic. And I already knew John. I just never went to his class. Um, there are so many awesome instructors out there. We have so many awesome opportunities to train with wonderful people who are very well versed in their, in their, in their skills and their tasks and their, and their craft. Um, it's, it's an awesome time to be alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just don't have ammo. No, that, that is true for sure. We are, this is probably the most uh, remarkable time that's existed in this in this nation in this world even as far as like the collection of experienced men and women that have really done stuff you know have proven themselves like you know on the military side on on the law enforcement side competition side or just general shooting like there's such a huge just conglomeration of amazing information that unfortunately gets lost sometimes in all the noise of everything else. Yeah. But uh, what an amazing time to be alive because we're even at that, that place where we see, I mean, 
we were just having this conversation the other day within, you know, primary and secondary, some of the folks talking about, you know, the old guard, right? Yes. And like there, there is, there, there are these, these giants, if you will, on whose shoulders we stand that laid and paid the, the, the groundwork for, um, for so much of what we know and understand today. I mean, even, I mean, just looking at, uh, uh, I mean, Tom Gibbons, for instance, I'll just throw out a name, right? Uh, he's been around a long time, teaching a long time. A lot of people have been influenced by him, right? Yeah. Uh, he's probably on his on his way out, right? Um, Ken Hackathorn is kind of already so, so pretty much retired, right? Um, you got uh, names like, uh, I'm drawing blanks all of a sudden. I had had this all figured out in my head, but. Uh, I know how that is. <laughs> But, you know, you, you kind of see all this. Oh, I was, I, that's right. I was thinking of uh, a good friend of mine, Rob Latham, only one of the greatest pistol shooters that's ever lived uh, and still lives and still is one of the greatest at uh, 60 years old. Um, what an amazing time we're in to have this wealth of knowledge and experience. And now we see, an, a, you know, a, a new crop yeah. of guys coming into the fold doing great stuff. Like you said, Mark Smith, he has, I enjoy listening, Mark, cause he has uh, a unique, uh, humble down to earth, uh, style that resonates with people, but he doesn't, he doesn't feed you BS. You know, he just like, he, he knows his stuff. He knows how to run a gun and run it really well. So, um, there's, there's a lot of great opportunities out there making use of limited resources, ammo, like you've, you uh, touched on a moment ago. Well, if you have one opportunity, you can go to a training event this year. You might consider going to the primary and secondary training summit. You'd you, you have an opportunity to meet a lot of really great instructors. And hopefully when ammo frees up next year, maybe hopefully you can go, you can go to those guys training the, the whole eight day. No, not eight day. <laughs> One, two day, three day courses and uh, really have a great time and learn a lot. Drink from a fire hose. Yeah. 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 And I'm uh, stepping on your toes and putting on a training event of my own. Um, but, no, 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 uh, no. Hey, There's... If, if you guys uh, can't make one, go to the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my thinking too is uh, there, I know there's people last year that wanted to be at the training summit, but couldn't. Mm -hmm. Right. There's always conflicts. Yep. Um, and, and, and whatnot. So there, there's some good opportunities out there to be had, uh, find your ammo stock up, you know, be wise in your expenditure. I mean, it's, it's more important than ever to, like you said, go to the range and have a plan of why you're there, what you're trying to accomplish. I haven't always been as careful myself as far as like, oh, I'm going to go to the range today and shoot precisely 200 rounds. Like, that's all I'm going to take. Like, in the past, when ammo was plentiful, it's like, well, I know I'm going to work on this, 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 and this. And ammo, well, I'll just throw a case in the truck. Away yeah. we go, you know. And use whatever I needed to use, however many times I decided to run through different drills and exercises and things. Now, it is very much, I'm going to the range with, with 200 rounds, and I'm doing precisely these following things. Yeah. So, the planning is actually getting better because of the limited resource. Um, so the limited resource is unfortunate, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for us Absolutely. to actually get better. Absolutely. More focused. So, so I think it was two days ago, I went to the range and brought a ton of guns and had a bunch of magazines loaded and a couple spare boxes of ammo. And the whole idea behind this was I was meeting up with, with a I was meeting up with a couple buddies and this was primarily familiarization fire. There were several guns I have not yet fired. And I thought, let's go there. Let's try them out and see what they can do. And the buddy was set up at a 50 yard range and there were clay pigeons that were already broken. And we wound up shooting clay pigeon parts at 50 yards with handguns. And after it was all said and done, I thought, that was just 50 yards. How the hell did that, how did we do, how did we do that? Why didn't we bring the targets in? But it, what an awesome opportunity. We, we figured out, okay, this is zero. Do you have to hold here for this range? Um, and then, and then shooting these, all these different pistols 
and seeing how they all and, and comparing them. I did a quick little video with my friend Nate where we shot, he shot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. It was 357s with a 327 performance center and 627, basically a super lightweight eight shot revolver. And then the, then the regular 12 pound revolver. <laughs> and it was just that kind of stuff that we were doing. We were just kind of familiarization and it, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. We kind of had a purpose, but still even, and, and the, the, the reason I bring this up is even still, I go to the range and I am stupid. <laughs> we accomplished our task, but yeah, we didn't have any specific goals, but <laughs> this also goes back to, and, and we get in these debates and I, yeah, I, I still can be a little emotionally attached to something yeah. or yeah, not everyone is perfect. Not everyone is going to have all the answers. And, uh, and this is something that's, that's really fun to realize is those people that you hold up on a pedestal are just people. Um, that was one of the coolest things for me seeking out all these instructors and these people that, oh, this, this guy is amazing. Holy crap. This is, I get associate with this guy, or I get to go to this class, this guy's class. And now I'm friends with all these people and they're just genuinely wonderful people. And they're all just people. Mm-hmm. And once I had that realization, my ability to learn increased because I saw them as people and understood them better and listened better. And it wasn't everything that they say is law. Everything is their perspective. And I appreciated it more. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Let's shift gears a little bit as we kind of get close to the hour mark here and start kind of wrapping things up. Let's talk about two new pistols that you have in your hands there I have right here. So, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, uh, actually that might've been before we started the podcast recording, yeah. but, uh, yesterday, exciting news from yep. Walter and, uh, two, you know, basically a new couple new firearms that was yep. released and announced, um, that a family you do with and some other friends of mine, uh, were intimately involved with, uh, so by that, I mean guys like Scott Jedlinski, Bill Blowers, uh, a few other great guys, great people um, were, you know, you guys had a trip just this last fall. Yep. After uh, the, after the training summit. Yeah. Yeah. We all went out to Chicago sponsored yeah, by Walter. So wh- what, what do you have there? What is this, this new pistol from Walter? <sighs> Nothing. So <laughs> there was all this hype um, and there was this, there was going to be this really big release on the 19th, this Friday. And in one hour, I'm doing a podcast with Walther Defense Division yep. and the guys behind the, the my main points of contact at Walther to discuss these brand new pistols, which at the time, that was going to be a closed podcast and we were going to release it on Friday when everything was released. Some information was leaked out and the, the, the decision makers said, you know what? Why don't we just release all of our media now? So yesterday at noon central time all this information came out about the walther pdp yeah so it's a striker fired pistol um ergonomically the textures the textures of the grip if you're familiar with the q4 steel frame here let's pull that mm-hmm. up here's so the q4 these are these are polymer frames these are polymer frames so here's a q4 steel frame has mm-hmm. a nice texture well, here's yep. the new PDP texture. And I don't know if you can tell if I get it close to my face. The textures are very similar. I don't know if you can tell. Yep. Um, so just going right from the grip. Let's actually go with the, the full size. The compact is the same size as a uh, PPQ. It also say, takes the same uh, magazines. If you're not familiar with Walther, Walther is well known for awesome triggers. Yep. Prob- and, and in my opinion... And, and I am paid by Walther for advertising on my site, mm. but they have probably the best striker fired trigger available out of the box. I'm not paid to say that. I'm just paid for a banner on my website and for the podcast. So they have this brand new model, which is the full size, which is an 18 round capacity. The PPQ is only a 15. So this full size empty, empty. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm. So, Ambi controls, uh, magazine release can be swapped, is my understanding. I'm yep. a righty, so I, I don't care about that. Um, the forward serrations are actually really cool. They're very unique, where mm-hmm. they're 
they're rather large. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they're blocky and they're very effective. Um, we were shooting in, in snow. We were shooting in rain. We weren't shooting in blood, but uh, in all those environments with or without gloves, it was very easy to, to, to get a good purchase on the, on the slide. But being a red dotty guy, I kind of, I'm naughty and I go by the red dot. Um, <laughs> all these PDPs are red dot ready. Yep. Um, they already, they're, they're ready to throw on a red dot. So that right there is a huge and, and advantage. And lots of support for them already. Oh, as far as if you need so many, whatever. yes. CNH precision yes, is yes. right there, you know. Holsters. Yeah. There's holsters. so many holsters that are available. One thing that's overlooked also is the dovetail. I'll put it right there. Is a Glock dovetail. Mm -hmm. So you get Glock sites that are already, they already exist. Readily available. Yeah. inexpensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very soft shooting gun compared to other striker fired guns. I have a lot of striker fired guns of them. I'm putting the, the, the PPQs and the PDPs near the top Glocks I've used for years. Glocks are great pistols. I like these better. Mm -hmm. These are a little bit more refined. These are what a Glock is after you buy it and invest in getting a better um, red dot mounting, getting it stippled, getting all kinds of other things. And getting an Overwatch precision trigger yep. out of the box for six hundred fifty bucks, you already have that that gun. Performance wise, they run great, very accurate. Um, I personally, I'm shooting them better than 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 any of my Glocks, and I have a large amount of Glocks. Um, mm -hmm. I have, well, yeah, again, a, a lot of different options, but these PDPs just they shoot really nice. Um, if you are from, again, if you're familiar with the Q4 steel frame, it's kind of like if a Q4 steel frame and the standard PPQ had a baby, right? There's a standard PPQ. Unfortunately, the Walther is one of those companies that does not get the attention that it deserves. They're really, it's a, it's a class act of a company. Products are awesome. There are only a couple pistols that they make that I, I'd like to see some improvements on. They're kind of disappointing. Mm -hmm. CCP. Yep. Um, but other than that, the, the PPQ lines are awesome. The steel frame lines are awesome. And now the new PDPs, they're wonderful. They're awesome. Yeah. I think the PP, PPQs are great. Um, although I'm excited to see this new texture on the PDPs because that was probably my one thing I didn't care as much about on the PD, P, PPQs was I felt like the texture for me at least could a be a slippery. little bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the PDP looks like it's it's it looks relatively fine, but I can tell that, that there's some bite there, isn't there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Compared to the the PPQ is fairly, I could see it becoming a little maybe maybe not slippery, but it yeah. is a little more slick, and definitely there's texture to the that that, that has a little bite on the PDPs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that I'm really appreciative as well is I'm just going to hold up another a grip module here of a competing yeah. gun that, that uh, this is a big pet peeve of mine is th the texture on this thing is actually pretty good, but that little line right there is like a quarter inch wide. And you'd be surprised how much grip pressure I put into that, yes. that quarter panel of the grip. Yeah. And I, I saw that the, the press release of the PDPs and, and all the images and everything. And I'm like, yes, it is like, all right, you know, we're actually getting full like grip or uh, wrap grip texture, you know, all the way around the back strap, uh, all all down the side panels, and we're not leaving any of these big, smooth, wide open areas. Texture voids. Awesome because we, we talk so much about how important grip is to good shooting. Well, let's let's actually build and use guns that facilitate that by having grip actual grip texture where you really want it and where you're applying a lot of grip pressure. It makes a, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, when we're holding a gun, those corners are going to have a lot of pressure applied to them. Why would you not want that textured? Mm -hmm. Silliness. Yep. Conversely, you know, I send stuff off to have that fixed, <laughs> but that it's costs money. Gray guns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so so that's why it's great to see uh how the pdp has been designed and developed and uh you know i i see some of that and i go that's that's thoughtful uh design and, and, and engineering because you definitely see a lot of new gun products come to the market and there's just these little things it's like if a if a shooter was actually working on that then i don't think it would be released the way it is yeah but the cool thing what walter's doing with its defense division and all you guys that, that walter's working with uh bringing everybody out to chicago like you said last fall um having all of the the, the great minds uh checking things out evaluating providing you know and, and providing feedback i i'm i'm sure so um do you, do you feel like that's kind of has it been walter's approach is looking for uh feedback from some of the guys that you know like the defense division and and others looking for feedback determining who the leaders are in this in these fields mm-hmm. and grabbing them and getting their input okay so we have scott jedlinski on board on defense division i don't think we can find many other people that are as well versed in red dot performance we have bill blowers who is old we have <laughs> I love Bill. Bill is a fantastic shooter, an awesome instructor. Uh Nick Young, super fast shooter. Uh Tatiana Whitlock, her gun yoga class, I did not want to go to, and I'm so glad I did. I don't want to bend and do stuff like that. Um yeah. What just a just a great time. Uh uh Jim Dexter, who's who's featured in their their video. He, he's the ginger, ginger cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a medical portion. That was also another really cool thing that I found with defense division is it's not just shooting it's yep. entire lifestyle. And that includes medical. Um, though I, I do want to go back to when they sent us out to Chicago, the first time we got to, and it was a, it was way out from Chicago, but we flew in. I'm from a suburb of Chicago, by the way. Um, first time we handled these weapons was that during that event, the first time we shot it was that event. And the, and the coolest thing I found was we walked away going, those guns were really nice. And there wasn't anything that I'd go, you know what? It would be great if you just did this kind of like that corner without the stip, mm-hmm. excuse me, w- w- without that stippling. There was nothing that we found that was like, you know, it's a great pistol, but no, everything about it worked well. It performed well. They ran great. There wasn't anything like, Oh man, Glock knuckle. Oh, this sucks. No, mm-hmm. it, it's a very well thought out pistol. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So just announced yesterday, uh, lots of more great content coming from the uh, Walter and, and, uh, defense division team. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, about 650 bucks retail for yep. the, and how often the, are we playing full retail? Seriously? Right. 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 Um, and, and is that for the, uh, full, the full size version or the more compact or both? I, it might be both. I don't know. Cool. That's a fine question. Cool. That's. I think that's a solid price point, I, especially considering what you get. Uh, I, I'm obviously I can't speak too much because I don't have hands on yet. But just yeah. looking at it and looking at the numbers and knowing what I know, at least what what's important to me in a gun. There's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. And and to your point about trigger. The triggers on those Walters are amazing. Yep. Uh, if anybody gets a chance to try the trigger on Scott Jelinski's gun on his Walter, it is like, it's insane. <laughs> it's it, Maybe it's had a little bit extra tuning, but it is a really, it's a really great trigger. You'd have a hard time telling that it's not a, or that it is a striker fired pistol, you know? So. Yeah. Really the cool PDPs stuff. have the same, that same well-known awesome trigger. Yeah. Great. Well, and I know you got to go get ready for your podcast or video or whatever it is you do yeah. later. So, so that's exciting. And uh, I'll have to check into that as well and, and watch that. So it'll be fun. Matt, before we let you go, any last words you'd like to get in? Uh, words of advice, yeah. something that you wish we touched on. We didn't. I'd love to hear. I, I honestly think we covered so much good information. Um, my, my bit of advice, and I think I said it already, especially dealing with looking at training, assessing your options, interacting with people on social media, the key to success is being honest. 
being honest with yourself, being honest with others. Because nowadays, does it really does it really matter status or anything like that? If if we're truly looking to improve, we're going to throw all that crap away. Otherwise, if you're just if you're doing everything off of a facade, it's going to be inaccurate. If we zero a rifle to the, leaning left because we're, shoot, we're we're shooting poorly, and when we learn how to shoot well, that rifle shooting left, yeah. Yep. Uh, just just be honest. Yeah. Great advice. Honesty is key. And I think some of the honesty that is, particularly as it relates to shooting and shooting performance, it is really hard to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. It really is. So uh, even for myself, there's there's definitely times when you do something, you're like, you want to you want to find an excuse when you make mistakes or when things don't go as well Absolutely. as you, as you everyone like. me yes mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like that that I, I did that that was my level of performance in in that moment at this particular time and i can't change that yeah we're so. just hindering ourselves it's to our detriment yep. to be anything other than honest awesome Great stuff, Matt. We appreciate you being uh, on the Conceal Carry podcast today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Finally. Yeah. Finally, finally. our schedule's aligned. <laughs> so, folks, uh, don't forget to go check out primaryandsecondary.com. Uh, you guys are making a lot of – you're working hard to actually sort of put a, a renewed emphasis into the forums yeah. on primaryandsecondary.com because, again, uh, recognizing that Facebook and, and other – social media uh, type companies and, and Google, everybody's trying to make it a lot more difficult for gun related industries, communities, et cetera, to, uh, to, to continue to exist. That's true. So uh, check out the forum, maybe consider participating there. Uh, check out, you know, find the link right there for the private secondary training summit 2021. You can see, see all the details there for the event this year, uh, list of instructors, all that. It's all, all right there on the site. So, and I look forward to seeing you there again in September, hopefully before then. But yeah. if not, we will definitely see you September. Yeah. And it'll be a great time. So, guys, with that, we're going to let you go. A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. Take care.